Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of CISO Talk. My name is Mitch Ashley, CTO with TechStrong Group and Principal with TechStrong Research. Of course, here today with my partner, uh, JJ Manila. Jennifer, welcome. Always good to be on, on with you, which is a great topic, which we have today. So we let's do. kick in. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jennifer. Yeah, sorry. I'm just so excited. I was going to jump right in there because um, I wanted everybody to meet uh, Britta and Casey, who are two awesome humans I have known for several years now. And I thought maybe you guys could introduce yourself, Britta, if you want to start. You bet. My name is Britta Glade, and I am Vice President of Content and Curation with RSA Conference. And I'm Casey Zirkus, and I am Senior Content Manager with RSA Conference. And Britta and I together are the content team. <laughs> The the uh, the masters of content for our <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that's awesome. And, and both of you been on different tech strong activities, interviews, content before. So it's thank you for coming back again. It's great and, to uh, be here with a wonderful partner. Partnering tech strong loves partnering with you all for the conference. We'll be in Broadcast Alley and doing some fun stuff there too. So, Kate, uh, you know. We're lucky because JJ has kind of an insider perspective because she participates in so much of this with you. And I'll let, why don't you start out, JJ? Love to have you kick it off. Sure. Well, I, you guys said you, queens of content over there. Uh, you've had some interesting keynote announcements for this year, and I'm kicking myself in the butt and in the head daily because of this <laughs> is the first RSA in, in many years I'm going to miss. Um, so why don't you kind of tell us about how you got those and... Um, Specifically, it's some of the brain candy keynotes that, that you have. You bet. And I know um, Michio was one that you were you were bummed to be missing this year. He's a he's he's great. Um, I mean, you know him. Obviously, you followed him. He was he. This is one of these you know by demand bringing back. He was on the RSA conference stage. I think it was 12, 15 years ago and still maintains one of the top ratings on, on that stage. So we thought let's, let's, let's bring him back. So he will be part of the, um, the, the lineup, Eric Idle for all you Monty Python fans, Eric Idle will be here. Um, and he's, he's fun. When we were doing the prep call with him, uh, we were laughing, we were crying, we were interjecting, um, this, this amazing mind. And he'll be talking really about how, uh, you know, how the Monty Python show came to be. But as a course of that, you know, you get into teamwork, you get into working together, you get into working through difficult things. Um, and then he'll he'll really take you through some other elements of his life, which I think will be interesting. And then just last week, we announced that Christopher Lloyd will be joining us. Uh, when we were looking at you know, thematically, um, and I think we'll we'll touch on this later later in the discussion. All the submissions that came through, quantum. This is the year of quantum. If ever there was a year, this one's it. And you know who really is kind of the father of of quantum in Hollywood, Doc Brown. Um, so we started building the Hugh Thompson show around Christopher Lloyd, and we'll have some real quantum experts joining him and then really get into into that journey with him. So those are those are three of the fun highlights um, that'll be happening on the keynote stage. And then wow. additionally, that you know may not be as big name, but super fun. Um, what does the universe sound like with Dr. Matt Russo? That just seems so beautifully interesting to me. And of course, 
everyone is talking about AI these days. And so security is part of responsible AI at Homer at odds is another one that's on my radar as a must see. And Casey, last year there was one, and I don't remember the title, but I think she was a musician. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Meryl Goldberg. And can can people go watch that recording? Is it? Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that too. Yeah, and they can see Britta playing the piano with Dr. Meryl Goldberg. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Dr. Goldberg, she is a gem. And I do think this is going to be one of those stories that, you know, five years from now, we're all going to see a great Netflix movie about her and we're all going to be cheering because RSA Conference is, is where, you know, her story was first told. That one is in the library. Um, if you just go and search Goldberg, you'll find it. We can, we'll drop you a link so you can, you can find that one, but she's actually working on writing a book right now on, on her whole experience and what she did. And the story is interesting. The individual is amazingly awesome. And it's, it's one that, yeah, you you don't want to miss following Dr. Goldberg's story. Yeah. So many great keynotes every year. And I know, I mean, I'm just going to be transparent. I know you guys get some feedback, uh, like the minority, a few people here and there that say, oh, you know, we think all of the content should be security related. Um, And I personally, uh, as somebody on the program committee, completely disagree with that because, you know, we are, we are whole humans and we are securing an entire world that includes everything. And I think if nothing else, that opportunity, you guys have called it the the brain candy talks, just to get us thinking a little bit differently Um, or sometimes thinking about different things, which I think is really healthy. And i Personally love that content. And to that end too, one theme that came through very strongly across all of the submissions, regardless of the track, was this idea of storytelling. And so another keynote that speaks to that, you know, whole human experience is how your brain responds to stories with Karen Eber or Eber. I'm not quite sure how to yes. pronounce the name, but, um, but yeah, the, the idea of storytelling as important to the industry is really getting a lot of traction. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you addressed that too because it's really easy to get locked into a school a track, a school of thought, kind of mm-hmm. create a bubble around us of security or whatever our discipline is. And you know, the whole TED Talk conference proved why bringing diversity of experiences just as one example. I love what you're doing. I also want to find out finally how the flux capacitor works <laughs> from Mark Brown. So I hope he I hope he addresses that just to get a little geeky. We actually in his did. Talk. We had our prep call with him last Friday, and I think, Mitch, there will be some answers to your question. I am pretty sure. Thank you. Exactly. Oh, that's worth the price of admission right there. That's awesome. (laughs) He's a a brilliant man. He's a brilliant man, and I think it's going to be amazing. And, And, I mean, Hugh does such a good job bringing the individual out of the conversation. And I think you'll, I think you'll see that in lights. Um, and I do, you know, I, I love JJ that you brought up these, these brain candy scenarios and, and some of the, some of the ones that Casey's highlighted, we're, we're introducing a new thing this year. Um, for lack of a better term, I'm going to call them micro keynotes. It, it's a, you know, it's a five, 10 minute little, little keynote synopsis as as folks are coming in. Um, Dr. Russo is part of that. Um, Karen Eber's part of that. And there's two others that are that are really amazing that I'll that I'll highlight as well. But to 
to get your brain to that different place, to get mm-hmm. us thinking about things differently. Um, Casey mentioned the one from uh, from from Karen and, and Dr. Russo. We've also got Claire Malone who will be joining us, who is a particle um, physicist from the UK. Uh, I I. I don't Look want to to- face. I don't want to <laughs> totally steal the thunder on this one, but um, she science will really- with an accent. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and this couldn't be this- sexier. <laughs> this woman's amazing. Um, she will she will take us through thinking about the universe differently, and her presentation of it will also take us to a very different place and show us why we need to approach things differently, why our different perspectives allow us to identify, um, see, experience things differently than how, you know, we approach them. We, we all have our experience. We all have our backgrounds. Um, we're a product of that experience. And that's the lens through which we see things. When we start, you know, combining with different people, that's when the energy flows. That's when we have the opportunity to see things differently. And then the very last, um, you know, micro keynote is uh, Poet Ali. Um, poet is what he goes by, who will be talking about language. And again, the language, language that we have in common, language that we might have differently, but language is that bond that pulls us stronger and how when we find those unifying elements, that's when we get to that next level. So I am so excited about, about the keynote lineup and where it, where it will be taking us, you know, leaning into this theme of stronger together. So let me ask this for, for those of us that can't be there in person for one reason or another, what, what are options for, for us or for people to attend either remotely or watch content after the fact? How does that work? Bet we have an on-demand pass that is available. And with that on-demand pass, you're getting the keynotes that we are able to live stream. You know, some some of these folks, depending on our contract with them, we can't live stream, we can only capture, we can capture and, and present um, highlights from. But generally speaking, on our um, on our website, uh, particularly the sponsor keynotes, those will be streamed as they happen. Those with on-demand passes will have access to all of the content that we're allowed to that we're allowed to push out within a few hours of when it happens live, and then okay. um, all of that will be available you know, for folks with that pass type for for thirty days in that gate. Nice, and then it goes to our library. Ungated. I'm really curious. Well, congratulations. I mean, that's a, an amazing, a fantastic lineup, and. Man, you're you're setting the bar high. I mean, it is just awesome. I, I love what you're doing. I'm curious. Also, you know, things are changing and moving in our industry constantly. We also talk about things we've you know discussed for many years too. Are there any new themes that you're picking up on with submissions and talks? And of course, AI, AI is hot, but also application security. What are some of those new areas that uh, that you're starting to uncover? People are asking to talk about. Britta, I'll, I'll jump in with uh, Greg and Paul's talk on um, chat GT, GTP, which is, of course, really hot right now. But what's mm. cool about this session is um, it's Greg Day, at, who's at Cyber Reason, and um, Paul Van, who is a soon-to-be um, graduate of the University of Virginia. And so they're taking these two very different perspectives of, you know, a seasoned veteran in the industry and a very young um, 
you know, soon to be college graduate and looking at the potential threats and um, uses of chat GPT. And I think as, you know, we've seen in the headlines that, you know, Google and everyone else has come out with their sort of uh, version of competitor of chat GPT. This, you know, this isn't going away and um, everyone wants to understand it and criticize it and, and also apply it in ways that, you know, make it really a useful tool in their industry. So I think that's one really cool one that I'm definitely looking forward to. Definitely. Yeah. And then from a trend standpoint, Mitch, it, it, it's interesting. We, um, as JJ knows, as part of our program committee, um, the fire hose was very open this year with submissions mm. inbound. Uh, we had over 2,400. That's a, that's a lot of really thoughtful, really interesting perspectives coming in from across the industry, different perspectives, um, different ways of looking at things. And the program committee has to take us through all of that. Um, they they know they have, you know, 12 sessions, 14 sessions, 16 seconds se- sessions to fill a docket on a particular topic. So the discussions that happened um, and, you know, JJ, I don't know if any blood was shed in your, <laughs> in your, you know, skinning down of what was ultimately picked for yours, but there's a lot of thought that goes into it. And while we, you know, jokingly referred to Britta and Casey at the beginning as the as the leads of the content. No, we are the custodians of over 150 different awesome program committee people across different functions who those are the experts, those are the leaders, those are the mm-hmm. folks really driving the content. And we just kind of, you know, help steer the boat in the back to to try to make sure that organizationally things get done. But you know, we saw a lot, understandably, Ukraine and Russia. Um, mm from different vantage points, right? There's fraud things, there's different threats that have emerged. There's going to be one um, interesting Wall Street Journal will be recording a podcast that, you know, it's one of the, one of the convicted fraudsters um, and the, the federal prosecutor. Um, And you're going to hear that story firsthand in a live setting, um, you know, with a moderated conversation. Uh, there was a lot, as you said, about application security and different ways things are being approached. Uh, mm-hmm. We looked, you know, there was the shift right, there was shift left, there was shift center, there was shift everywhere, um, and some conversation and, and experiences and case studies against that. And then, um, you know, Casey, I know we were looking at open source, and that was so mm-hmm. interesting. Um, you know, SBOM, of course made its mark um, in uh, in legislation a couple years ago, what, May 2021. And and the the ripples of that are vast, vast and wide. And you'll see that coming through in some some particular sessions. Yeah, and Mitch, I want to jump in here because I think pe- people don't necessarily realize this. Um, so out of and you said there's 150 of us now on the between the, the committee. Between all the different programs committees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's over 150. Yeah. Because there's the normal, what I consider the normal tracks. I don't know how you guys classify them. And then there's all of like the, the special things that are happening everywhere. Um, but I know for the bulk of the content, you know, the, the tracks are sort of figured out topically ahead of time. Um, and then you you guys do what I think is a lot of the heavy lifting of that first you know, making sure that the submission that comes in is complete and then assigning it to, okay, this could fit well in this track and this theme, or it could fit well in this one, sometimes multiple. And then 
you know, when they get to us, I think, uh, so this year in the past year or two, I've done the, um, infrastructure and technology infrastructure and operations track, uh, along with two partners in crime. And I think we had close to 200 Mm -hmm. that ended up on our track. And so the way that works is, is the members of the program committee of which there are probably at least three for most of them, um, sometimes more and they'll divide and conquer like reads every one of the submissions (laughs) and these tables are, you know, you're talking about a couple hundred submissions and I think the columns go from like a through a there's a lot yeah a lot of information so there's a lot of stuff and then and then what you know and it is hard because usually by the time they get to us they're all good (laughs) right that was like we really struggled this year and so much of the stuff we kept flagging and sending back to you guys like okay we this we can't fit this in the track but Really, make we sure just someone does a, a 365, you know, <laughs> webinar or, or, or do this mm-hmm. or do that, or maybe make sure this track gets that. Um, but so many great speakers and so many great topics, especially this year, I was just blown away because a lot of times in Blue Sky, we kind of go off and curate content. Um, but then you guys, that work's not done because we review every version and revision of every slide deck of the speakers who we selected. And even if it's a panel, they have to submit, you know, the questions and the, and the flow with that. So every one of us are reviewing every one of those at each step along the way to make sure it is in line with, you know, it's adding value, it's in line with the theme and that it's not, you know, thinly veiled marketing uh, crap. So it, it is, a, I mean, you guys do a ton of work. The program committee does a ton of work. And I think it's not just like this giant engine of people dump stuff into it. And then there's a, agenda that gets spit out. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it really is, you know, very altruistic on your part, JJ, you're, you're, you know, underselling the huge responsibility it is to be a program committee um, member. And, and it's a volunteer position uh, that is just a lot, a lot of amazing people who really care about uh, the industry and sharing the right information with our audience um, every year. So now I do have one question for you guys, because I think this is a good opportunity with a lot of the listeners. um, Because I, one of the things I know we're always looking for is like any professional who has done something and is willing to share a case study or how they did that. Maybe if you guys want to kind of talk about, because I think a lot of this audience could is in the pool for offering that type of content. What are you looking for? Who should think about what? Uh, where have there been gaps? That is awesome. And I actually wanted to pull up a specific example because listeners, we do want to hear um, what what you have to share. We've got one. So Nipur Davis, who's the CISO at Comcast, she'll be presenting a session. It's called Data Privacy Concerns, a Risk-Based based approach to de-identification. It's her plus um, the director of privacy and data protection at Comcast. So these are two incredibly talented folks who will be sharing a three-year journey of what they've gone through. You know, major organization, you know, where have we found success? Where have we found bumps? How did we have to modify process? Obviously with what they're talking about, um, it's multiple groups within the corporation that had to work together too. So the processes and things. This one, um, this actually 
bubbled up through our ESAF program. So ESAF is a uh, a closed-door invitation event for Fortune 1000 CISOs. Um, Nippur has been an active participant there. And, and she she said, yeah, I really would love to share this experience with a broader audience because we've we've learned some serious lessons. We've 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 gone through some challenges on our end. We'd love for people to learn from. Um, so that's just one of one of those examples. But I think within our well, it's the human thing, right? We always want to look like we got everything right and not necessarily show the oh, whoops, I stubbed my toe here. But those are the things we all tend to learn the most from. And those are the stories that people do really resonate and, and go to. Um, there's also another one, and apologies, I'm looking at the other screen. I want to make sure I'm getting all this right. So the, the CISO for Pitney Bowes will be sharing a session, The Devils mm -hmm. in the Data, Role of Data Governance and Cyber Risk Mitigation. Um, he actually presented last year at conference, super well-received session. Again, a CISO, in the trenches, sharing specific experience, specific lessons learned. As you know, JJ, as you look at every deck, and thank you so much for all those reviews of decks, it's super important. <laughs> we ask that the last slide of every RSA conference presentation um, be an application slide. You know, What are you gonna do as a result of what you learn? Um, because we really do, we're very committed to that neutral educational content, but also something you can take and do with what you learn. Um, you can go back and two weeks, here's what I'm going to do. And three months, here's what I'm going to do. Because we really do want to help move that needle in the industry. So people sharing experiences, people sharing, you know, exactly what they've done within their organizations. Those are such valued presentations that we, mm -hmm. we love to see come through. Really does. I've not been on the program committees, but I've been a submitter and gone through that revision process. And it does. It really makes you think for this last slide, I need to bring it home, right? What is it that is useful from what I'm talking about that's going to make a difference for you and yeah. trying to crystallize that? You know, there's no easy process, but I think it's super important, really valuable. And I think also just, you know, from a sort of guidance perspective on shaping the content, knowing that that is where you want to end, you can begin with that. Right. Like what are the next steps that I want people to be able to take away? And then that helps to actually inform the content that you're delivering um, at conference. So I, I think it it's a it's a good guide for your development of curriculum, too. It is. And, and we know that a lot of people um, it's they're the one from their team gets to um, attend conference. So they're taking their develop, you know, they're, they're, whatever they're learning, they're going home and sharing with their mm -hmm. whole group. Um, so that's, that's another reason I, I really like that application because they're then helping their groups to, um, to take and learn along with them and set set goals for the group and set, you know, set things that they need to be doing, researching more about activities they need to be engaging in. So that's a super important part of the, of the um, yeah. content. That, that's an unintentional, but fantastic segue to what uh, Mitch and I wanted to talk about next, which is um, some of the professional development opportunities, because we've had speak, uh, well, guests here, speakers and, and panelists um, at other events that you know, they've talked about really, you know, coming into a, a CISO type role, whether it's called CISO or something else, security 
um, oversight in some way um, and needing to level up because they, you know, all of us have knowledge gaps, but especially when you you were doing, you know, this role and suddenly you're sort of foisted into a, something like a CISO role. You guys, I know I've watched over the years, there was a little bit of professional development content and that's really kind of taken on a life of its own. So what can people look for this year? We do have an entire track for the C-suite that um, covers a, a wide range of information from, you know, legal issues for CISOs to, um, you know, the CISO's best friend is the pen tester. So there are definitely um, varied levels of content available depending on where you are in your career. But Britta, also maybe you want to talk about CISO Bootcamp and um, that program that's happening. Love to talk about CISO Bootcamp. Um, so this is a program this year. It is brought to the community by RSA Conference as well as SANS Institute, working with our friends there. Uh, it's a day and a half program specifically for that aspiring CISO. Um, we do have some sitting CISOs who will be joining as well. Uh, it's And if, if folks are interested, we are currently at capacity, but I'm happy to, you know, take an inbound email. Um, we were working very hard to make sure it's qualified folks in the seat. Um, we have some wonderful folks at vendors, um, but unfortunately, if if you're not in a security facing role, um, we're, we're just working hard to make sure it's, it's, it's that aspiring CISO in the room. And it's a day and a half of really awesome content, hands-on simulation programs, networking, everything to try to build this, this next group of CISOs, not just educationally, but also that support network um, that they need, that they need from one another. Um, and then, you know, JJ, as I think about, you know, your the professional development and how does the profession think, um, Casey, I think inclusive security uh, would be would be interesting to hit here too, because that's such a important thread in the fabric of the community. Yeah, a hundred percent. So we are focused this year. We have a, a track on inclusive security that runs on Wednesday, the 26th. And um, the content is really designed to help folks understand the value of team building and looking for diverse perspectives in developing that, that team. Um, but then we also have folks that are just going to share guidance on, you know, how to um, create an apprenticeship or an internship program and ways to better um, retain talent and, you know, building from within and, uh, training um, internally rather than trying to seek uh, external content, but also, you know, just job descriptions. <laughs> and, you know, that's, I, I was at WESIS uh, last week and, you know, one of the things that I heard repeatedly that uh, just sort of echoed many concerns that I hear among our community is that, you know, one of the primary issues with professional development and recruiting and retaining talent is, it all goes back to that job description. And, um, and so, you know, it's definitely an issue that we need to tackle head on. And, uh, where they, where they ask for 20 year Docker experience. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. For an entry level position. Yes. <laughs> for an entry, entry level role that'll pay you a whopping $40,000 a year. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, and that's, that's sort of what is so fascinating to me is that like, it's a universal awareness. Like everyone you talk to in the industry understands that this is the problem yet it's not changing. So um, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely something that we need to address. And I'm super excited for, you know, we've got Camille Stewart um, at um, NCOD that's talking and uh, with Rob Duhart at Walmart. We just have like an incredible lineup amazing, of amazing participants on that agenda for the track on Wednesday. So definitely mark your calendars for that. So much stuff. This is I the one struggle I have with, because I always go online like a little mm-hmm. kid, you know, l- looking through and I put in little keywords for different things. And there's just so much content happening everywhere all the time. I know. <laughs> um, so I, I am curious and I, I hope you guys, um, this is okay to ask and you guys can, can answer this. So if somebody's kind of familiar with RSA of, of the past, what's different? And I'm just, I'm going to ask this from a couple of different lenses. Um, you know, is anything fundamentally different since the, the the handover and the change of RSA kind of being the conference being sort of spun off uh, from an ownership management standpoint. What is that? What is that looking like or changing, if anything? Um, and then just from a, a content um, or extracurricular activities, is anything new or different happening this year? You bet. So, um, yes, we we spun out. We are independent. Um, that happened last year. And it's um, one of the really awesome elements of said independence is, is our program chair is actually the lead investor. So you, you know, Hugh Thompson, you've engaged with Hugh Thompson for many, many years, and it's that same energy, that same commitment, that mm-hmm. same passion about what can we do for this industry. Um, you know, the 40,000-ish that are at RSA conference and the millions beyond RSA conference. So there, you know, we, our RSA conference at its base and its commitment to neutral education has never changed. Um, you know, we've, it, gosh, this is year nine for me in this role. It, it's, it's always, it's always been the same. And, and that passion of commitment and um, everything that's there, you see all the more. Um, I think you'll see some additional program offerings and such that will be coming in the in the in the midterm as a result of this new ownership. Um, and and it's a great it's a great committed group of people who you know, are really doubling down on this commitment of education to the community mm-hmm. at large. Mm-hmm. One of the things you guys had last year that that even though I'm on the program committee <laughs> didn't know existed. All the surprises. Um, I know there's always surprises. I don't know what you call it. It was a hands-on workshop and specifically the one I went to Sunil was doing with the cyber defense um, matrix. Uh-huh. Um, so so learning labs, learning labs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was freaking phenomenal. Yeah. We what? have some fantastic uh, learning labs this year. And um, one that I just like, I am so, I wish I were a fraud, a fraud professional because I really want to attend Money Mules War Games with Aaron England and Yuri Ribner. Uh, they've they've done similar content in the past, and it just is super fascinating. Again, something that kind of evolved out of our EFG programming, um, but you know the like the learning labs are hands on. They're two hours, and I believe we have. Tw- 
24 of them total. So they're definitely limited in seating. I think the capacity for most is 80. So you definitely want to reserve a seat. Um, but we have everything from the Sands Net War tournaments to um, a really cool, Britta and I were talking about, you know, some of the cool things that are happening that you wouldn't necessarily realize at RSA conference. And, um, you know, along the theme of Stronger Together, we have some family sibling stuff happening um, on the big stage with Chris Stapleton and his brother. And uh, then in the learning labs, we have two sisters that are offering a learning lab. So um, so there's lots of fun, fun, interactive stuff that's happening that's all connected to our theme. And it's hard not to be excited about it. <laughs> yeah. And the thing you didn't know, JJ, is the very first year we introduced Learning Labs, Mike Rothman. I went to Mike and Rich with a, I got this idea. Can you guys help me try this idea? Um, and it was, uh, so yeah, so Mike was part of one of the very first original Learning Labs. So these are, you know, we want to give this small group hands-on and, and they are incredibly valuable experiences and Sunil will be doing one again. So nice. um, always popular. And and Mitch, uh Britta Britta said she wasn't sure if there was any blood shed during um our our <laughs> our program committee work in our track, but I think the only blood that got shed was actually Rich Moguls because he wanted a couple of the things in another track, but we it called dibs. And um and everybody was like being super polite about it. I'm like, I'm emailing him and I'm telling him we're taking these. <laughs> it is true. And that email change just went and went and went and went. And um, but that yes, the passion of the program committee is very real. <laughs> it sounds like that might have been self-inflicted too by Rich, knowing this. <laughs> yeah. I said, suck it up, buttercup. It's ours. <laughs> He's a friend. He's a good friend. Awesome. You know, talk one of the things that we we don't officially program, or maybe you do, I'd love to hear how you think about it, is the hallway track, right? It's the interaction with colleagues, mm -hmm. professionals, learning from, you know, people that, that sort of serendipitous, unintended conversations that happen that you go back and say, wow, uh, that was worth the price of the ticket right there. I, I love being, you know, in those dialogues and conversations. Exactly. No, the hallway con is an incredibly important part of being there. And, and, and it's interesting, Mitch, because we always, um, you know, networking and in the surveying that we do, and we do a lot of surveying, um, people really value the networking and yet, um, by and large, our audience is introverted. So how, how do you help the folks that have trouble engaging in those conversations to engage in the conversation so that they have that network? And that was, that was one of the origins of learning labs. Um, it was kind of, you know, how do we trick you into um, having a conversation in a small, safe place against something so that hopefully you're able to have that same conversation with this really smart, nice JJ person you just met sitting there and you're going to see her later in the conference and later in the conference. So Learning Labs was done to, to try, you know, it, it teaches you something, sure, but it also helps you to engage in a, in a small group. Birds of a Feathers, um, we have 36-ish, no, we have 36. more than that of uh, th this yeah, year. Yeah, 36 or 38. Mm -hmm. 
that are happening throughout conference. Again, small group conversations. And those are those are you having a conversation with people you don't know. But then there are the people that you know. So how are you going to find them? You know, so there's sitting spaces design. Our sandbox program, JJ, I'm sure you've You've stumbled into Sandbox too, which is a surprise even to some of our veterans. Oh, wow, I didn't know you had this area. These great villages that are brought to you with, you know, small hands-on things, fun, fun engagement. Cyber Ops happens over there. So we've we've tried to create lots of ways to help you help you find others, have conversations with others, find new people. Um, new this year, we're introducing on Sunday evening. So the night before the whole thing kicks off at 8.30 a.m. on Monday morning, we're having a reception that's specifically geared for first-timers. You know, you're brand new to RSA conference, this big, scary thing. I don't even know anyone. How am I going to find some people? along with our loyalty plus folks. So, you know, think of this as the frequent flyers of RSA conference, um, those who have come multiple years to hopefully help make connections, you know, brand new, experienced in this. Hopefully you're going to meet some new people from those two different parts of things, continue the relationship during the week and hopefully beyond. Yeah. As an introvert, Speaking for the introverts. Are you an I introvert? Have, I wow. am. Wow. You but hide yourself thing well. is like some of us, it's not that we can't, it's not that we're uncomfortable starting a conversation. We just don't want to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> very true. Yeah. But but it, 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 I do appreciate all of the opportunities to, to network and there is always something going on and there are so many ways to engage with people if you, if you just want to have some social time, if you just kind of want to lurk and hang out and, you know. Mm-hmm. And be in a in, in a group of people that don't already know each other, so you don't feel like you're the weird person. Um, but yeah, sometimes introverts we just don't want to talk to people. We just it's just be, too much. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's just, it's we just can be good listeners, also, right? <laughs> yeah. There, there will be right on broadcast alley, right where you will be based, tech strong. There's, and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to totally spoil the surprise. But um, remember, a few years ago when we had our our button wall, where you could find the characteristic that identified with you. There's going to be um, something somewhat similar that will become a a a group art installation um, that will help you learn more about each other. That will help you. So you who like to people observe. JJ, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitch, it's going to be right down, right down the hall from you. But it's it's really going to, over the course of the week, become a um, interesting manifestation of who we are as a community and the strength we draw f- from each other. So so look for that on um, in broadcast alley, and you'll see that kind of develop over the course of the week. Before we get alley is in Moscone West, right? Mus- yes, Moscone West level Moscone one. West, yeah. Right as you're going into the West Stage keynote room. Um, so I know we're going to be close to time soon. I have to ask a very important question because I like food. And I've, I've so I've heard a couple of my favorite restaurants right next to Moscone have closed. What's going on over there? Is there oh new stuff goodness. opening or are there, are there things just what is the food situation? <laughs> Can I eat? Will there be food for me to eat? Yeah, it, it's, it's you know, as with any 
big city, there have been changes that have happened. Um, there's there's new things going in. There's new things that will be added to. We will make sure you do not starve, JJ. That would be you know mm-hmm. an awful thing. Um, and then there's a lot of things happening from our our sponsors, the whole community that's that's bringing different things happening over the course of the week. So. Um, yeah. Do not do not fret. You will be taken care of. Yeah, I yes. feel like if you if you play it right and you go to enough booths in the expo hall, <laughs> you can pretty much not have to pay for a lunch or a dinner or a drink or a coffee your whole time at RSA. <laughs> there's there's a now that is an experienced somewhere. attendee talking. <laughs> if you plot it right, yes, wear wear good tennis shoes. Right, make sure you hydrate and make mm-hmm. sure you plan um plan plan your meals for the week. Yes, yeah. you got it. So Mitch, because we're talking about a lot of the RSA stuff, um, obviously I'm going to cry because I, I I have to miss it this year. What what's the tech strong presence and and what are what are we doing there at RSA? Thank you for asking. A uh, couple things on Monday we actually have our uh, annual DevOps Connect event, which is kind of its own day track that's happening as part of RSA. And if you're into kind of software and security and understand that intersection, the the theme of that is um, DevSecOps is the new DevOps, right? So it's really all about security all throughout the software process. You mentioned SBOMs, things like that. But it's really several talks about that intersection of software and security. So that's a a big event for TechStrong. And And Caroline uh, Wong is speaking at that, right, Mitch? Caroline is, yeah. um, yeah, John Willis, a number of luminaries, yeah. you know, very notable people in the industry. Uh, yeah, she's so we're awesome. excited about that. And then we'll be doing interviews on text on Broadcast Alley. Our tech strong booth will be set up. You'll see people with cameras and people sitting around tables talking. That's actually live stream from the event. Uh, so, and we, we talk to speakers, we talk to just uh, practitioners. Um, other folks that uh, kind of share what the experience of the conference is like, maybe what they're doing, kind of focusing on. It's it's sort of that hallway conversation, that track mm-hmm. onto a onto a streaming platform. And you can watch that on any of the TechStrong sites like securityboulevard.com, techstrong.tv. Uh, they'll be up and, and alive there. And then we'll also post those after the conference. So they're available for replay. And We'll be just enjoying it, being part of the fabric of, you know, with 40,000 of our closest friends, like everybody else, um, at the event. So, Lori, always looking forward to it. I think I've gone, RSA, maybe MC since 24, 2004, um, something like that. So, it's great to be there a number of years and kind of seeing the growth and development of it. It's just kind of mind-blowing, actually. It's phenomenal. Mitch, was last year your first your first talking here? That was my first talk at RSAC. Yes, you are. Enjoyed it very much. It was a great experience and hope to get to do that again someday. I was actually talking about the software experience as part of security and how software is different in the ways that we create it and Mm. where there's opportunity to inject and influence security into that software creation process, DevOps, Agile, things like that. So great feedback. Really loved doing it. Well, it looks like we're coming up on our time here. Um, JJ, any parting thought before we wrap things up? No, other than I really hate, I'm going to miss the event this year. It's just such a great lineup. I I do look forward to some of the on-demand content that I can consume later. Hope everybody that goes stops by, 
says hi to Mitch and the crew. You probably won't see Britta and Casey. They're usually running, running around. By. Yeah. I feel like though, if you see Hugh Thompson and when you see Hugh, you know, you've seen Hugh, you should run up to him and say, hi, Hugh. And then tell him Mitch and JJ on the podcast said to say hi. And let's just make his life absolutely wonderful because he, he's just one of those people that just loves other humans. And he's his smile is just contagious. And if you're having a bad day and you say hi to Hugh, the rest of your week will be amazing. This is everything. <laughs> it is true. Yes, he would love that. Do it. One, uh, one more phenomenal human as part of the RSAC group. Appreciate it. Well, Britta, Casey, wonderful having you on. Uh, JJ, always a pleasure doing this together. Since you have a physicist as part of one of your keynotes, I wanted to make sure I was doing this accurately, using a, a, a term from physics. But I looked up singularity, and one of the definitions is a point at which a function takes on an infinite value. RSAC is the singularity of our industry. Mm. And thank you for doing that. We, we appreciate the hard work you do to bring us all together to create that point of infinite value for each of us. So thanks for being on uh, CISO Talk with us today. Thanks for having us. Indeed. See, see you in April, Mitch. See you in April. See you in April. So be sure to check us out on techstrong.tv. Uh, CISO Talk is there. It's available for, via video. You can also go to cisotalkpodcast.com and get the audio version available through your favorite uh, podcasting platform, of course, too. So, JJ, always fun. Enjoyed it. We're going to miss you at RSAC, but I, I know it's for important things. So we'll see you at the next one, I guess. All right, everybody, thank you, and we'll see you on the next show. Take care.